This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 269. Hey everyone, it's Julie. Thanks for listening today. We are going to have an interview with a nutritionist, and she's going to talk about all things food and eating, which is one of my favorite subjects. So I hope you enjoy this podcast following this little message. I just wanted to let you know that my Wednesday Weekly Words is searching for more people. I have a pretty good list of you all out there reading those every week, but if you haven't tried it, I invite you to sign up for those Wednesday Weekly Words, no charge to you, just a little inbox message every Wednesday and words of encouragement, little suggestions, just things like that. So if you haven't already done that, please go to my website, juliecapel.com or theveterinarylifecoach.com and sign up for my Wednesday Weekly Words or You can also find a free coaching there if you want to try out life coaching for yourself, and I highly suggest it. It is very helpful and has helped me reach a lot of my own goals, and a lot of my clients that I work with have achieved amazing goals. I'm so proud of each and every one of you that are out there, my clients. So if you're listening, congratulations, all of you. You're doing amazing things. The last thing I want to ask you to do is go give this podcast a little uh, word, some some words of encouragement. Basically, give me a five-star review and help me get this podcast out there to more people, your friends that are in vet med, that are struggling. That's what this podcast is all about. It's to help all of us have a better time and do better in our career and in our life. So if you know anybody that would like to listen to this podcast, please share it with them. It would be much, much appreciated. Okay, so enough of my little um, soapbox. I want you to sit back and listen to this podcast with Jill Mollering. She is a functional nutritionist. Enjoy. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. Today, I have a special guest for you. Her name is Jill Mollering. She is a functional nutritional therapy practitioner and the founder of wholebeingwellness.com. So we're going to learn something about keeping ourselves healthy. Welcome to the podcast, Jill. I'm thrilled to have you here. Thanks, Jill. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this today. I don't think I've had anybody on in a long time talking about diet and you know healthy eating and things like that. Um, but I'm also interested to find out exactly what you do. So The first question I always ask is, um, of my guests is to tell me their story. So you can start from wherever you want to go and tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, you know, my story into health and wellness is like a lot of people. I got into it to help myself. Um, there was a lot of stress in my life at a particular time. And as a result, I ended up having a lot of physical pain, you know, headaches, depression, just this tension, digestive issues. And I started seeking a chiropractor who was telling me things that I had like parasites and Lyme and Epsom bar and just tons of supplements. And yeah, I just felt like a, a victim every time I went, like what's wrong with me? And every month it was something new, you know? So, um, I 
through the course of running through someone on Instagram, I started realizing the impact that food has on our diet. And I started putting things together. And I thought, we're not addressing some of the foundational pieces to help my body recover. So that's when I decided to become a functional nutritional therapy practitioner to kind of help me help myself. So, yeah, that's interesting. So tell me what that is. Like, do you, is it something that you went to school for? Did you have to study nutrition? Like, I don't know. I don't know what a functional nutritional therapist is. So tell me. Yeah, about that. Um, it's from the uh, Nutritional Therapy Association certification. We okay. basically take a holistic approach to addressing some of the foundational pieces. We take a look at all of a person's, you know, their history, their current life situation, their diet, um, and we look at the imbalances that they might be having. Having, and we can tell those through symptoms. Um, so we use lifestyle, diet, and sometimes supplementation to help bring a person back into balance until they can kind of get on their own feet and take it from there. But what ended up happening with me is, um, I don't know if you've heard of the term um, orthorexia. It's an eating disorder where people are super hyper-focused on eating clean and eating healthy so much. Oh, so, so you can turn that into a disease, huh? So much so that it becomes an obsession and it starts kind of controlling your life. You know, you're just don't want to eat anything that is not clean or not healthy in fear that it's going to, you know, hurt your body. And these type of restrictions ended up creating more of a, like a binging. So I was oh. restricting and thinking I couldn't have any of these foods and then ending up in the pantry, just shoving my mouth full of these foods in the evening. And it was just a cycle that I, I I didn't know what was happening. I just thought something was wrong with me or I was weak. Like, why couldn't I eat healthy like everyone else, like all these influencers online are doing, right? Right, right. So that's where I kind of started once, once I was able to recover from that, taking those two and coming up with this anti-diet approach that helps people find balance around their diet. Yes, we focus on eating healthy nutrients, but I work on the mindset around that, that, you know, it's not an all or nothing thing. Um, like the dieting industry kind of has programmed into us, you know, that we're either on a diet or off a diet, we're either eating right. healthy or not eating healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's such yeah. a stigma around it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So if someone, so I'm guessing someone, let's say they had that binge problem. Cause I used to kind of be a binge eater back when I was in college they come to you, like, how do they get started with you? What would you do first if they said, I, you know, need to lose weight or I feel unhealthy? Mm -hmm. uh, how would you start? Yeah. The first thing I want to make sure when people are working with me is that they don't just want to lose weight. Like if there's so many detoxes and programs out there, I want to make sure that the person really wants to change the, the, the mindset around it and adopt a healthy, balanced life and start focusing on health. And knowing that when we focus on our health, that the weight loss will come. Mm. Um, and, and I do take people through like a 300 question um, questionnaire. And it's all about symptoms that your body's having because our body actually communicates to us through symptoms. So if you have dry skin or thinning hair, or if you're constipated, or if you have gas, you know, or your nails chip, all these different things are symptoms to let us know that, Hey, there, there might be an imbalance here and we can focus on supporting that through diet. And then of course we do lifestyle and we can do supplements. Yeah. So that's the very me, first thing that we would That's do. the first thing you talk mm -hmm. about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
tell me a little bit more about the mindset. Cause I talk a lot about mindset mm-hmm. with my clients and on my podcast because it's so powerful. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's why I got into this. Cause I really wanted to help people get their mind right. So the rest of their life could be right. So tell me mm-hmm. your philosophy or what you think about that. Well, a lot of where diet comes from is a place of punishment. And so changing that to a place of self-love and a place where we truly desire taking care of ourselves. Um, it, you know, it happens over the course of little conversations here and there. Um, I have my clients share with me what they're eating and what they're thinking about their food. So we can kind of identify some things. Sometimes you think, you know, it's not about restriction. So you think, well, I'm going to go ahead and have this, this cake. But in your mind, you're saying, I'm so weak. I wish I wasn't have this is so bad for me. Rather than enjoying it. Yeah. So you're you're actually still restricting, you know what I mean? So it's you're not allowing yourself to have that. So it's just these like little pieces along the way that we work on the on the mindset, on focusing on gratitude, on focusing on what we appreciate about ourselves and what we love about ourselves, you know, just kind of shifting that. What 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 were my wins today? Yeah. Rather than like guilt and shame, because I think that seems to be part of that cycle with anything. Mm-hmm. If you, if you didn't do it correctly today, or you ate something you shouldn't have eaten, you know, that should mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of when I think of what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, it's part of the, the process of being a human. I mean, we are always looking for where we could have done better where we maybe fell short so that we can improve. But the problem is, is when that is also out of balance and we're not looking at, you know what, it doesn't, you know, look at all these things that we did today. And if you had, if you had pizza, it's not a reflection of who you are. You had pizza, you know what I mean? You're not, we make such a big deal out of it. Right. And you know, sometimes people like, well, think about like self-care or self, self-love. What did you do to, to take care of yourself today? And, And maybe that is you had pizza and enjoyed it with your family today. Because, you know, we're talking about orthorexia, where it's like you, you wouldn't be able to enjoy that pizza with your family. And you would be like, almost this pride of like, I didn't have that pizza. Yeah. You know what I mean? And your thoughts are all, if anyone, I don't know if anyone can relate with this, that's going to be listening, but your thoughts are often all so focused around food and what you're eating and what you're not eating, that you're not actually truly present with your family or in life because you've got these constant tapes going on. So I feel like when you heal from this, that eating just becomes something you do. Eating healthy becomes something you do. It's not something you are forcing yourself to do, or you're constantly thinking about, you're just naturally taking care of yourself. Yeah. How do you think it starts for those, for those out there that are struggling with diet or I say diet, not dieting, but their own intake of food, what they're bringing into their into their body. How do you, where do you think it starts this problem that we have with food? Like, oh, or does the problem start? I think, yeah. Like how do we get to that point where we're so utterly focused on food and we're so worried about our body, you know, about Mm -hmm. everything about what we're taking in and how do, where do you think that starts for most people? Yeah. Great question. I think for most people, it really does start early on where we see our parents modeling to us, always being on a diet, focusing on their weight, 
And even then society, when we go on a diet or we lose weight, often we're getting compliments on mm -hmm. our appearance, right? Not necessarily on like who we are as a person, but things typically are this kind of surface level. And even, you know, social media influencers, that's how they sell things. You know, it's this whole calorie in calorie out model that we're only focusing on calories and not focusing on how food makes us feel, you know, or nourishing our bodies and taking care of ourselves. Yeah. So is there something that you do with your clients that designs what they should be eating for their own body? Like, does it differ between like, would, would your food plan or what, whatever you do be different than mine? Or is there no such thing as that? Yeah, no, I believe in bio-individuality. So something that works for me might not work for you. And people are like, well, what, what's the perfect meal to eat? Or, you know, what should I be eating? And right. we always want someone to tell us what to eat, right? <laughs> exactly. So what I help them with is what do you like eating? And let me teach you how to make some healthy upgrades to that. Mm -hmm. Because we want things to be easy for us, right? So if you, you already enjoy, let's say you eat a lot of, you know, Italian food, and if I was to do, I don't like a lot of Italian food. So, you know, maybe someone likes a lot of Mexican food. Well, let me teach you how we can make some upgrades and let me teach you how your body is communicating to you. If you're eating enough of, you know, fat, protein and carbs, you're, you know, you can pay attention to some signals that your body gives you to let you know, like, Hey, you might need some more carbs, you know, and then also our bodies tells us. Uh, you're kind of getting bloated from that. Maybe that's not a great source of carbs. Not that you can't have it, but know that if you're going to eat it, you're going to experience you're gonna suffer a little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's how you do it. It's, it's more like I ate this and I felt this way mm -hmm. and yeah. then trying to keep better track of that. Yep. yep. So what is it, what is it about stress eating? Cause I know I, I would say I'm still a stress eater. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've changed my mindset enough that it's not an issue for me. Mm -hmm. I'll catch it sometimes when I'm getting really stressed out. I'll, like I'll feel myself wanting to go eat, mm -hmm. but I've, I've noticed it enough that I don't, don't follow through on it. But how mm -hmm. does that, how does that correlate to what you're doing? And, and we how do does it even start? You know, mm -hmm. we do work on, you know, emotional eating, stress eating, that type of thing. And and the truth is we're human. It's going to be normal for us to occasionally eat for comfort, you know, but the problem becomes when that's your only coping mechanism, you know, where you're emotionally eating or stress eating on a daily basis. Um, so there's just some foundational pieces that I would, I first address. And sometimes people really overlook these because they seem so simple that you're just like, no, it's gotta be something else. <laughs> I know we think it's so complex, right? And it's really yes. like, yeah, there's a, there's a short connection between our brain and our mouth, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, get, get good quality sleep. Let's work on your sleep habits and your patterns, you know, and let's start a morning routine, fill your cup in the morning. What, what really gets you going in the morning? That's going to, you know, keep you going. And what's some small self-care things that you can do throughout the day? Is it listening to some Christian music or is it you know, dancing, or is it, you know, doing a meditation or is it going outside and putting your feet in the grass? So for, you know, for everyone, it's different. There's not really a, a recipe I can kind of give you, but there are some pieces where we need to do this self-care. And we also have to become aware of what's going on internally. So a lot of times I am working on 
those mindset pieces, like the need to be perfect or that, you know, you're never enough or something's wrong with me, or I'm, you know, I don't want them to think I'm lazy. There's these different kind of belief systems we have. And when we're operating from those during the day, right, that's like creating negative emotions and feelings about our life and ourselves, becoming aware of those thoughts so that we can change those thoughts so we can do something about that. Yeah, that, that's absolutely life coaching. That's exactly mm-hmm. what we do, right? We try to figure mm-hmm. out what our story mm-hmm. is, yeah. what what thoughts do we have frequently that cause us to, you know, either not love ourselves or not feel good about mm-hmm. what we're doing and, and address those first. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. But so the cool thing is, is like, you know, we have these belief systems from, you know, we get, we get these from childhood. Yes. And there, I feel like there's some of those things that they're always going to almost be like that Achilles heel on us, you know, but it's going to get less and less and you'll notice it right away. You know what I mean? And you won't react to it as much. And so over time, when you start doing this work, it becomes easier and easier and just happens very naturally to you. Yeah. And there, and there's so much in just understanding what's happening and where it comes from. Mm-hmm. That is mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started doing this work, I was like, oh, this is the key. This is the key to the universe. You know, yeah. all of that mindset work and the self-care piece. So I want to jump back to the morning routine because mm-hmm. I I am interested in people's morning routines because I'm constantly trying to make mine better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have one and sometimes I fall off of it and I get back on it. So what mm-hmm. what is your morning routine? What, what works well, for you here, here, I'll tell you what works for me right now, but here's what I found is we have to also part of self-love and self-care is knowing what it is we need on a regular basis. Hmm. So there might be periods of time where I have more energy. And so I want to get up and go get a workout first thing in the morning. Right. There's times where I wake up and I, maybe I'm just having a rough time and I need to do some more journaling or I need to do some more meditation the important thing is that I know that there's these things, right? For the most part, for me, it's some sort of Bible reading, devotional type thing, um, some sort of form of gratitude, prayer. Um, and then the rest can be these, you know, the other things, maybe stretching, you know, um, working out, different things yeah, like that. Doing a little yoga class or mm-hmm. just some, whatever feels good for you that yeah. day. It doesn't always have to be the same because we're not always the same every day. Yeah. And I, I find that sometimes when I get too rigid in my morning routine and I'm checking stuff off the list, mm-hmm. that I'm not really present, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, if you're doing your Bible study and you're not, you're just checking it off, mm-hmm. then you're not getting anything out of it. Right. Or your gratitudes or. Yeah. 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 Sometimes if it's, if it's working for you, that's great. If it's not working for you, then it's time to start looking for something else to, to do. It's like, what else do I need right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the important thing is it is focusing on you. Mm-hmm. That you're even getting that time for yourself. Yeah. Even if it's like morning. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you it know, it makes a huge difference besides rolling out of bed and just starting your day. I mean, yeah, it and that's sense. part of that awareness piece is like, guess what? That, that still will happen to me. I will still sometimes sleep in because sometimes that's actually what I need is I need right. to sleep in and a I little bed, sleep, right? but I pay attention. How did that make me feel? Not super great. That doesn't mean something's wrong with me. It doesn't mean I'm bad. It doesn't mean I failed. It means that's what happened. This is how I feel. What do I want to do tomorrow? 
Yeah. And, and how is that going to serve me mm -hmm. on any given day? Right. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you when someone starts on a, do you call it a program? Like, what would you call it? If somebody was working with you, would it just be like coaching sessions like I do, or are you actually putting them on some sort of regiment to try to figure all this out? Um, two options. You can either work private coaching and that's just weekly sessions with me. Um, or I have a course, it's an eight week self-paced course, but you have lifetime access to all the videos and content and it comes with weekly support calls. So either way you're going to get weekly support and working with me is completely customizable. So I meet the client with where they are every week. So I might have clients that struggle a lot with digestive issues. I'm going to take them through some digestive stuff to help them naturally improve their digestion. Mm. And I know that in the beginning. So I know kind of where we need to go, where they're going to go. Yeah. And so you might show up to the call and I think I'm going to talk about digestion, but you might be, you might've had some emotional eating stuff go on and I decide, nope, this is the time we're going to talk about mindset. Mm. So it's just a 12 week uh, course with me yeah. on the private sessions to get started. And then what happened? What do you think? What do you think? Why do you think people fall off the wagon or don't follow through with these kind of programs? And then what can you do to get them restarted, if anything? Well, I think two things. I don't think we fall off a wagon necessarily, because that, again, is just kind of that mindset. mindset piece, right? right? Yeah. It's Where like, oh, is, I failed. That's, that's yeah. That. This yeah. is a learning, growing journey process with ourselves. And so it's, we're not on a diet or off diet. We are learning from what we're doing. So, um, one of the reasons why I make things weekly is because so much, I mean, we are so busy in life. So much can happen in one week. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, they also have unlimited support. So they can text me throughout the week. So if something's going on, text me, Hey, you know, I know we said we were going to do this, but I'm struggling with this. So we address it right away. Cause I think sometimes that can, what can happen is we're trying to change our habits and our patterns that have been ingrained in us for so long that it's something that we do need that support in, you know what I mean? You need right. to surround yourself with new thinking, new ideas, inspiration, motivation for this new way of life that you're trying to, to get to. Yeah. And even someone to help you point out when your thinking has gone awry. Mm -hmm, absolutely. You know? That's what, that's what usually starts it, mm -hmm. right? You, you, you're getting your mind set right. And then all of a sudden you're over here mm -hmm. with the, with the fat kid story. Like I have a fat kid story. Cause when I was like, I don't know, 11, mm -hmm. the pediatrician called me fat in front of, in mm -hmm. front of me Oh, to my mother. Like, yeah. you know, she's getting yeah. chubby or whatever he said. It probably, he probably didn't say the word fat, but that's what I heard. Yeah. And so when that pops up, that's, you have to be aware of that mm -hmm. and where that came from, you know, mm -hmm. I think it's yeah. right. Yeah. It's very hard in the beginning to become even after time, you know, that, that's why I have people in my life that I share things with sure. too, is because sometimes really, yeah, we can, things can get very cloudy. We can't see it. And I don't know, like if your listeners are, have any friends where they're like, man, I can really see what's going on in <laughs> their life. Else, right? <laughs> yeah. But in my life, I'm just, I'm can't see it. I'm too close to it that I can't step out. But as you do the work more and more, you become, it's more easier to see, oh, there's that thought process that I, you know, I fall into and 
yeah, it's just easier. So yeah. And, and if you're a binge eater, if you can get to the point where you notice that that's what you want to do, or mm -hmm. even you start doing it and then you're like, oh, why am I sitting here with a bag of chips and I'm trying to like grease through the whole thing, mm -hmm. you know, and then stopping it before you go, you know, eating a whole bag of chips, mm -hmm. just having that ability to notice those thoughts and what they're pushing you to do. It feels like you're, mm -hmm. it, you're out of control, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. What, what am I thinking? And typically my like sensor is my feelings. So I tune into like, okay, suddenly I'm like, not, I'm not feeling good. I've got some sort of negative. I just feel kind of either down or angry or overwhelmed. And I stop and I'm like, okay, what am I thinking right now? Something that I'm thinking is creating this feeling and this emotion in me. Absolutely. Is it something I've worked through? It is. Okay, good. Like I can just there. Yeah. And then you, you can know, change it fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it isn't, then you usually need to get help working on it. Mm -hmm. Our, yeah. yeah I'll, that's where I could spend time in the mornings, you know, journaling about that, processing it and stuff like that. Trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Are there specific foods that you find cause specific symptoms in people? Like for instance, gluten, like gluten's a big one right now. And a lot of people have sensitivity to that. Mm -hmm. You find that sugar, obviously that seems to be, mm -hmm. um, is, do you find that in the work that you do? Yeah. I mean, there are those sugar, um, I'm, I'm constantly working with people to be like, you know, maybe gluten doesn't bother somebody as much. And so you can eat gluten. Maybe you want to eliminate it just a little bit or reduce it a little bit, you know, because it's not great for anybody, you know, and sugar's not really great for anybody, but you don't have to necessarily always cut that all out. It's how does this make me feel? So gluten, you know, you'd have digestive issues, sugar, um, sugar, there's a lot of different things, anxiety, you know, depression, the emotional roller coaster, excess of cravings, you know, so just, yes, there are the things, but I don't focus on what you can't have. I focus more on what you can have and what you should be prioritizing and then paying attention to how food makes you feel. So you can learn what's happening in your body. So you know what you would prefer to avoid more often than not, mm -hmm. like caffeine. Some people are sensitive to that, mm -hmm. you know, anxiety yeah. ridden with caffeine. That'll mm -hmm. happen to me if I eat if I drink too much caffeine, I get like, yeah, very anxious. <laughs> so it's not like I, you would say to yourself, like, I can't have caffeine. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the mindset is, but if I say like, I cannot have this thing to me, it, it, and studies show that automatically does create more of a desire for that. It's like a kid saying, you can't have that, mm -hmm. you know, versus I can have that. Here's what happens when I have that. This is how that affects my life. Do I want to have that? That is more of a place that you're coming from as self-care. Like, I don't think I do want to do that today. Right, right. Yeah. It's the same thing with exercise and, mm -hmm. and what's good for me, not necessarily what's what I should be doing or yeah. what I need to do or mm -hmm. whatever that thought is. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So you said when we first started talking that you were, you kind of started this on your own journey. Mm -hmm. How did you get from the point of helping yourself and getting better uh, relationship with food and, and eating to becoming a 
practitioner? What what was the what was the um functional nutritional therapy practitioner? Yeah. I want to make sure I get it right. <laughs> yeah. Good question. So what's the so, yeah, what's the motivation? Yeah, so I as of today, I have 17 years clean. So I've been in a 12 step program. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I've been in a 12 step program since I've been like 18 years old. Uh, and I'm 42. So I have done a lot of work on myself. And so I had that kind of piece already going for me. And so when I got the, I was, you know, having the orthorexia issues and the binging, I started thinking, well, obviously I have a food addiction, right? That's was my natural what thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I thought, okay, well, I have a sugar carb addiction. So what's the solution to that? Eliminate it, avoid it. And it just kept getting worse. And I was like, okay. So, you know, I, I don't know where it all happened, where I realized that that restriction piece had to go Doesn't and, work. Yeah. and work through that, but through somehow with, with all the information and the work I've already done, it just was like, okay, that's what I need to do. Kind of fit. Mm -hmm. And then what else about it do you like? Like, is there, is it the helping people do this? Is it the relationships that you're forming? Like, what about um, this work do you like? I love watching the freedom that people get. Mm -hmm. um, because like I was saying, we are, are, some people can be so obsessed about food and about their weight and like confused. And when we work on the diet piece, we make that something simple, something that they naturally do, self-care, we work on mindset it's like the confidence that they have in themselves. It's how much they're, they're better able to show up in their life. They're happier. Their moods are more stable. So yes, you know, the, their joint pains reduced. Yes. They lose weight, you know, these different things, but it's kind of like how it relieves, relieves them from the obsession and basically kind of transforms their life, you know, cause it is that life coaching piece. And so I, I really enjoy that and connecting them because I did struggle. I mean, being a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, I was taking three people through sugar detoxes in the beginning. Mm. And so as you can imagine, here I am trying to tell people don't eat sugar. And I'm walking right. through these detoxes. Meanwhile, I would go and binge in the evening because yeah, I couldn't do sugar. it. Yeah. And then it was promising myself I would do better, right? Waking up. Shame, I mean, I would, blame. And, yes. And like today I, I vow to do better. And I mean, I mean, it was miserable. It was insanity. That is an insane way to live. I, I lived that way for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's helping people get that type of freedom around food and their mind. That's motivating to you and, mm -hmm. and fun for you. Yeah, I mm -hmm. know. Watching people change is is a fascinating process and, mm -hmm. and changing yourself is, is so, so hard. So when you can help someone else do it, mm -hmm. it, it really is a fun thing to do. Yeah. So, Give them the tools that they can do it themselves too. You know what right. I mean? So it's like, right. That's that the goal. Big right? for me. Yeah. I don't want you to have to rely on me. I'm teaching you how to do this for yourself. So say this is what you're eating today. 10, 15 years down the road, it's going to change, but you're going to have the tools to know what to figure do. Figure it out. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause things do change as, you're, as you get older, your body changes and, and, uh, different ailments, you know, come mm -hmm. from different foods. Yeah. So yes. what have I not asked that I should be asking? What did I forget to ask you? 
Um, I feel like you had some great questions. I don't know if they're. <laughs> I just want to make sure people understand, you know, where you're coming from and, and mm -hmm. how, how these, these mindset changes are so powerful that they can basically fix, I think any problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, you know, a lot of times we have these perfectionist tendencies to be. Mm, that's perfect. a big one for veterinarians. Yeah. The, yeah my audience that, are huge perfectionists. Yeah. 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 So talk it, about that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not the key to success. It really isn't. It's so self-defeating. Um, it's really about balance and consistency, right? And that's going to get us the long-term results. But I think we also are a society of instant gratification. We want things now. Mm -hmm. and, and that's one thing I recommend to people is like, if you're following people online that make you feel bad about yourself or make you think you want to obtain some unhealthy, real, unrealistic, you know, like right. we have health influencers online that are showing this body that they're working hours and hours and hours. They're in extreme calorie deficit. And I like to tell people you're seeing the before and during they think they're showing you the before and after, right. but this is the before and during. So like, what's, what's the big cost of all that? So staying consistent, which can be very hard if you're, we want to lose weight or you know, some people are really struggling with their health and they feel really miserable. And so they're just like, well, I need something to fix me. Like, what, what is it that I need? Mm -hmm. and, and you need that balance and you need that consistency. And yeah. that's the way to the long-term success. And the, the answer is not, not eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. when I was struggling, slows I, down I your metabolism. stomach problems a couple of years ago and I didn't know what, I didn't know what was triggering it. And so I just got to the point where I'm like, well, I'm just not going to eat now because everything mm -hmm. hurts. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, that doesn't work. <laughs> right. No, that makes, eat. that makes you even more sick. Right. Yeah. That yeah. brings up a really good topic about the metabolism. So that's a big thing I see in my practice is after years of dieting, we're going on and off a diet. So when we're restricting our calorie intake, we're telling our body, you need to function with less, mm -hmm. figure it out. How does it do that? it slows down the metabolism. So you burn less calories at rest. Right. As you continue going on with this, then you might have a, an overeating session, right? You're off the diet. Your body's like, oh, thank goodness. She's feeding us. We're going to yeah. take all this food. We're going to store it away Lord, because yeah. she likes to, you know, something's going on where she's not feeding us. <laughs> might be starving again in a couple yes. of weeks, right? <laughs> so then, and it continues to further slow down our metabolism. And so sometimes people are like, oh, it's because of my age. And it's because of these years of dieting. And to top that off, what's worse is when we are like over-exercising, mm -hmm. again, your body's like, how do I reserve energy? It's right. not going to like speed up because to keep up, it's going to, how do I conserve energy for her so that I can use it later because they're burning us out. Right. Yeah. So those, those two things are just detrimental to the metabolism and it make it makes it harder and harder. So we focus on improving our metabolism and helping you to burn more calories at rest so that it becomes easier to lose weight. Yeah. yeah. And better because who wants to starve themselves and like right. themselves right. in the who gym. I want to eat sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we all do. Mm -hmm. That's great. So many people are not eating enough, like eating just very minimal and, and it's because their, their metabolism has slowed down so much that when they eat something, they're like, oh, I gained weight. I got to, I got to eat less and less and less. 
and the, they, it's, it's a hard shift. You got to get the mindset piece, right. Is you have to feed yourself more of the right foods consistently. Yeah. So how do you feel about uh, this? It came, just popped into my head. So I'm sorry to throw another question at you, but how do you feel about the, the philosophy or the people that teach that you have to fast like intermittent fasting? Mm-hmm. Like what, tell me what you think about that. Yeah. I think fasting has amazing benefits. It really does some really amazing health benefits for most of the people that start to work with me. I do not recommend fasting because they need to repair their metabolism. Mm, Okay. And a lot of times what people are doing is, especially if you have binge eating, emotional eating in the evening, don't fast, (laughs) don't fast. So focus on repairing your metabolism, focus on repairing your relationship with food, and then you can add in some intermittent fasting to get the health benefits. Okay. And that's something you can naturally do in the evening, you know, overnight, stop eating at five late at night. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe I think most people that are bingers, they do it at night. That's Mm -hmm. when, that's when I, because I'm not busy and I'm bored Mm -hmm. or whatever. That's that's Mm -hmm. when my brain says, Hey, get a snack. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh no, (laughs) Mm -hmm. there I've been in that routine. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a awful cycle because then you binge you wake up in the morning thinking I I can't eat because I have to make up for all that food I ate. Yeah. And then you have a you know you you have a rough day whatever you know comes up. We're not taking care of ourselves. Evening comes and you're starving. You cannot override that brain that it wants to take care of you. Right. It's like eat eat yeah. eat eat. So as soon as you get that first bite, it's like game it's over. It's all over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're binging. Yeah. Wow. yeah. yeah. So to break that cycle is it's the mindset and and being more consistent. Yeah. Which is hard. It's really hard to break that mindset. I think, I think on your own, because like I said, you can yeah. be so you're too close to the situation to right. see. Right. But I just want to encourage people that it can be done. It definitely in any of these done. areas. It, yeah. Whether it's whether it's your weight and your eating or mm-hmm. whether it's over exercising or over oh, yeah. dieting or like all of these things the perfectionism, the overwhelm, the stress at work, all of that can be helped and solved. Mm-hmm. Not a hundred percent. Like you're always going to fight your brain a little bit. Your brain's got that tendency to want to be negative and mm-hmm. want to sabotage you, but having a coach and being coached and working with other people is really the key. I think mm-hmm. all good things in life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it can be done. I did it. Uh, I think it's important who you follow online. And so get into a community. I have a YouTube channel where I put out weekly videos talking about this stuff. So you can kind of help yeah. with help you with the mindset stuff. Um, I'm putting out posts all the time as well, just to kind of like spread the word, like, mm-hmm. you know, dieting, yep. Read not the blogs, listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. watch it. Yeah. Just do but that. of the positive people, not the people that, you know, are touting that, you know, you can get ripped in. 10 mm-hmm. days. All program. you need is this miracle coffee that, you know, it's the yes. key piece, this one ingredient that we've all been missing all of our right. lives. Right. Yeah. Those, those yeah. things. And, you know, I always click on a lot of that stuff, it, it, no matter what it is, face creams, whatever. I'm like, Ooh, you can just do that with one thing. And then you're like, well, no, it's stupid. So, it's <laughs> so alluring. It's That's designed, why they use this. It's designed to hook you. It is. Because everybody is. wants that quick, easy fix. They don't want to do mm-hmm. the work that's involved in trying to get mm-hmm. the mind right and and lowering their stress and their overwhelm by working mm-hmm. through their yeah. Own issues. Yeah. 
Yep. So have a community. It's if you have good friends that you can talk to about things and share with, have someone else on your journey with you. Right. You know, that's, that's the key. Makes a difference. That's amazing. So tell everybody before we wrap it up where they can find you and how they can follow you and all the, all the things. And okay. I'll also put it in the show notes. So if they want to see what you're doing, they can check it out. Okay. Um, I'm on YouTube. So it's whole bean wellness. So that's like whole bean coffee, but it's whole bean wellness. So that's my Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, and it's also my uh, website. So if you wanted a free consultation with me, you could schedule that through my website. Um, I also am always putting up freebies. So you can either get those through my website or through like Instagram and the bio. So I've got right now, I think I've got up there a craving, uh, craving control guide. Um, and I think somewhere I also have a healthy, simplifying healthy eating guide. So, okay. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. amazing. Wholebeanwellness.com. Yes. Yep. I get that right. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I really appreciate you being here. Is there anything else we didn't cover that we need to? I don't think so. I really awesome. enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, and it's been great know, meeting you. It's, it's, we yeah. we need to keep this relationship going. And if anyone, you know, contacts me looking for you, I'll definitely send them your way. And it's been fun. I, I really have enjoyed talking to you. Same. I really it's appreciate such an important, you. it's such an important thing. It really is. We all have to eat every day. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it affects our lives in so many different ways Absolutely. that we're eating yeah. and how we can show up for our lives. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much. This is Jill Mollering. I said that correctly, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, check her out. Have a Thanks. beautiful week, everyone. Bye. Bye, Bye. Jill. Bye.